SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, here on the early line, giving you the edge on Sports Grid. I'm Dane Martinez. I got my main man, Kevin Walsh, live and direct, giving out winners from the basement. Kevin, it is opening day. Okay. No, it is not late March. No, it is not early April, but we have arrived, Kevin. It is opening day, and I can't be more ecstatic. We have games that will count in these standings. We got Dr. Fauci throwing out the opening pitch, the ceremonial first pitch, weather permitting. But, Kev, I got to tell you something. I don't know if it's just 2020, right? But we are now literally 12 hours before the scheduled first pitch of the Major League Baseball season. And, Kev, we do not know yet what the playoff format is going to be. Kevin, we do not know yet where the Toronto Blue Jays are going to play their home games. We are less than 12 hours away from the start of the regular season, Kevin. And our friends at FanDuel yesterday had to literally take down a market that I know you like, the playoff yes-no bet odds, because there are now talks, John Heyman was reporting, Tony Clark, the union, maybe they realized that when they went with the old force majeure, what they lost was an opportunity to get more money and revenue, Kev. Remember, we were talking about the on-field advertising, the advertising on the mound to get more revenue. Well, the real way to get more revenue, Kev, is to expand the playoffs, get those television shows on air. And so now they're realizing it. Oh, and we may, with 12 hours or less, or the start of the Major League Baseball season, we may expand the playoff field all the way back to 16 teams. That would change some teams' futures. That would change some numbers. That would also change, Kev, the idea of being a buyer or a seller at the trading deadline. You think? What do you make of this? We are less than 12 hours away. We don't know how many playoff teams are going to be in. Hey, for anybody that's wondered why I keep saying the word runway, And I keep talking about it because the NBA gave themselves all of this runway to figure everything out, and baseball didn't. This is why. Like, they don't know how many teams are going to be in the playoffs. Why? Like, that John Heyman tweet was accompanied with, yeah, they have 25 hours to figure it out. Right, to figure it out. Because if the pitch goes off, they are in control of this. Like, the deadline is set by yourselves. You did this. And, like, it's just, it is so ridiculous that they have to figure this out. And, yes, it can completely change the scope of this season in so many different ways. Now, when you go to the pennant fetch, you have to start looking further down the board because there's just going to be more teams in the mix. If this gets agreed upon and those postseason yes-no bets get back into play, by the way, I think the the yes bets or the no bets probably stand either way. So if you've made those in, 
in any direction. You know, if the yes bets, you'll feel certainly a lot better about than no bets. Um, but if they get reposted, fascinating yeah. to see what those odds look like. The big thing, Dane, that I saw from Buster only yesterday is that they think this could mean the first round might be a best of three for the MLB hmm. playoffs. Yeah, that is very, very interesting. As we once again welcome in our radio audience from around the country here on Sports Grid to the early line. I'm Dane Martinez with my main man, Kevin Walsh. You know, yeah, that's what I would think. Remember, I was running to get to a team like the Cincinnati Reds because I like their three top starters, right? And maybe they don't make the cut for a five teams in the National League, but if they're seven or eight, absolutely. And then when they're in the tournament with those three studs, I think they're the kind of team, the Tampa Bay Rays, a kind of team, the Oakland A's, a kind of team that can do damage once they get into the tournament. But that's not the only thing. We don't know with less than 12 hours to go before the first pitch, weather permitting of the Major League Baseball season. Kev, you know, yesterday we heard that Toronto was going to play in PNC Park in Pittsburgh, and it made sense because Pittsburgh in the central, the Blue Jays in the east, there wasn't going to be all that conflict. But apparently no one asked the Pennsylvania state government, Kev, because they're like, whoa, uh... we don't know about all this. We don't want higher risk to our state, to our community. So now the Blue Jays are still nomads with less than 12 hours until the first pitch in the Major League Baseball season. The Blue Jays don't know where they're dropping anchor. This is so ridiculous. I mean, th this is so ridiculous. I, I can't help but laugh because literally baseball has no one to blame but themselves. And like, this is what they get for approaching things the way that they have. Obviously, this is incredibly unfortunate for the Blue Jays, who have tried to do everything, um, you know, to the best of their ability. They thought they figured out something with PNC Park. Again, credit to the Pirates for stepping up and looking to help uh, one of their major, uh, you know, the major league ball clubs that. It just yeah. didn't work out that way, and I don't know what the Blue Jays do now. We had the poll up two days ago, Dane. One of the options yeah. that you know didn't get a ton of votes, but it got some all-road games for the yeah. Blue Jays. I don't know. Might be live. Well, here's the thing, right, Kev, because, you know, they want to be in a major league facility for things like the lighting, for things like the locker rooms. And that makes sense. Right. So I think you're right. One proposal that is out there right now is they play their schedule. And even when it's technically a Blue Jays home game, they are in the building of the opponent. They just happen to hit in the bottom of every inning. The one thing I will say, though, this team is laden with kids. So if there's any team that may, you know, Take up the idea of them being nomads. It could be the Bichettes, the Biggios, and the Vladdy Juniors of the world. By the way, a lot of puns on Bo Bichette's name trending on Twitter. When we come back, okay, the rich get richer, and the more things change, the more they stay the same. I'll tell you what I'm talking about when we come back right here on the other line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line right here on Sports Grid, giving you the edge. Kev, 
Major League Baseball gets going today. It is opening day. We don't know how many teams will qualify for the playoffs. We don't know where the Blue Jays are playing their home games. But besides all of that, I am very excited and ready to go. And I mentioned before the break, the rich just keep on getting richer. I was alluding to Mookie Betts and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Remember, Betts was traded from the Red Sox to the Dodgers along with David Price in this offseason. And he was moved because it was the last year of his deal. And the Red Sox knew that signing Mookie Betts to a huge extension was something that they did not necessarily want to do. Well, the Dodgers were okay with doing it, Kev. 12 years, $365 million, as reported by Jeff Passan and others. I'm talking about, like, you know, outside of Trout, you know, and maybe some others. This is, I believe, the second biggest extension in all of baseball, I guess Cole got ahead of him as well. But big money for Mookie Betts. And, and Kev, 12 years for an extension? Are you willing to give anybody 12 years? Yep. I'm willing to okay. give Mookie Betts 12 years. The uh, I think... didn't even give Patrick Mahomes 12 years. Yeah, baseball players play a little bit longer. I mean, it's also... Yeah, right. but nobody yeah. even gets... Like, in baseball, like, we do decade contracts. In football, we do yeah. half a decade contracts. So. Like, if you were to kind of, based on the scale, like, Mahomes basically got, like, a 25-year baseball contract. Like, that's what that would <laughs> probably, like, prorate to. Um, I genuinely think that, like, these deals have all been values. I, I really believe that. Bryce deal I had no problem with. Machado deal I had no problem with. Trout deal I had no problem with. These guys are young. These guys are young. You're going to get, a like... If you think about it, right, where guys are still contributing in this league, like, I don't know, Dane, let's call it, what, maybe 36? I mean, Mookie oh, yeah. Betts is 27. That's nine more years, right? So if you add this year on top of it, right? Right, right, right. So you're going to have, what, you'll have nine great seasons, one maybe average, and then, you know, what, th three down years? Okay. Right, and then he looks that. like Albert Pujols still for the last three, but that's okay. Uh, when that's, right now the Dodgers are live, you know, he can help them win four championships in that span. Absolutely. I think you take the hit. It will look bad. It will look bad, Kev, probably, you know, 12, 10 years from now, right? It will look like, oh, my goodness, and they still had Mookie Betts at this number. But so what? That's the cost of doing business these days, right? Dane, when was the last time you talked to someone about Jason Hedward's contract? Right, yeah, I hear you. I couldn't, I and he's you. not even good. He's not even good. I get good. that. But and they guess want to win series talk... right away. Right. Absolutely, and, and if you talk matters. to a Cubs fan, they're not going to care because they got a World Series ring, and I always say he wasn't good. He did deliver a speech in the rain sure. in the city of Cleveland during Game 7. If that was worth $80 million, then so be it. You know what I mean? But absolutely, let me ask you one other thing about this. You talk about how they're all going to be values. There is one linchpin in here, though. There is one caveat. Kev, what if, and I'm not saying I think this is definitely going to happen, right? What if, though, Kev, over the course of the next two, three, four years, there is a real impact because of this pandemic and salary caps don't automatically keep going up. If salary caps stay flat or even go down a little bit, then these mega contracts are taking up a greater chunk of the pie than anyone would have ever expected. I'm not saying it's going to be some dramatic thing, right? But what if the salary caps don't just keep on going up the way they have over the last couple of decades because of a result of this pandemic? Well, there's a reason why he's on the Dodgers and not the Red Sox anymore. There, I mean, there are no salary caps in baseball. 
So it's a matter the of luxury whether you tax, have, right? it's a matter of, of whether you have the money or not. The Dodgers have the money. Most of these teams have the money. Remember again, by the way, share the pain. And like during the pandemic, they're like, yeah, here's almost, you know, half a billion dollars. I, I mean, it's, right. and again, that's why all of that was such a joke. And yet you still have to hashtag we want to play whenever you voice incredibly reasonable concerns with a restart plan. But yeah, like at the end of the day, even if this has a lasting effect, like you have to ask yourself this, Dane, right? They're favored to win the World Series. If they do that, what do, how does that help them make up that type of revenue, right? Oh, like, And I don't know the answer to that, but like, I'm sure I, it has to help quite a bit. It has to help some. So those are the sure. kind of things that like go into a decision like this, right? Like the Mookie, especially here now too, like you got to think there's probably a bunch of more uh, Mookie Betts jerseys that have been ordered now that they know it's not a one-year figure-it-out type of right. deal and he's now a Dodger for the rest of his career. Yeah, I think that's true. You can go out there, start shopping, help reboost the economy. Kev, I mentioned the more things change, the more they stay the same. I go to New York with the Mets. Or listen, we already know Noah Syndergaard was gone, right? We already know Zach Wheeler is in Philadelphia. These guys like Mats and Waka and Porcello are going to have to get bumped up a little bit. Well, they're going to have to get bumped up even more. Marcus Stroman, slated to be the number two pitcher for the Mets, has a torn calf. Okay, they say he may avoid surgery, but it sounds like we are looking, Kev, at a week-to-week kind of injury. And as we've detailed many times before, that's going to be a quarter, a third, a half of the season getting compromised very quickly. This was supposed to be a big piece of a good rotation, which was supposed to be the key to the Mets' chances to surprise in this coronavirus season. What do you see as the impact of Marcus Stroman going down for the Mets? Well, according to the the book, their win totals on move. It still sits there at hmm. thirty two and a half, and that maybe wonder you know makes you wonder. It, you know, I don't remember what the juice was. It's minus one hundred six to the over, minus one sixteen to the under. I don't know if that's been moved, right? But potentially the book is just waiting to see how much people are reacting to this Stroman news, and you know, potentially it's tough to tell, right? But here's right. what here's what I here's what I do know: a calf tear does not sound great. And every injury matters a lot more when we come into this season. The Grom had his back flare up a little bit. MRI, he's all good. They're supposed to be fine. If the Grom misses any time, okay, and I know that's it's true for anybody with their ace, right? But the reason why I can say this with the Grom is because he, you know, had we've already had to have the MRI on the back. That's the top two guys in this rotation, Dane. This team goes from a top ten rotation in baseball to one of the worst rotations in baseball, as any team would that would lose their top two guys. But those are the things that you have to keep in the front of your mind when you're going towards a 60-game season, knowing that every injury's impact now is multiplied. Yeah, absolutely. You know, any team, if I told you to take out the number two and number three starters that were going to be in their rotation. In this case, it's Stroman and Syndergaard who are a key cog of this team. You know, there are not many teams. Like if I told you, you know, you like the Washington Nationals, fine. There's no Strasburg and there's no Corbin. You still like them? If I told you, you know, about the Philadelphia Phillies in that division, oh, yeah, there's no Arietta and there's no Nola. Still like them? There's obviously a big-time impact there for sure. It is going to be very hard. I like the Mets, 
Okay, I thought they were a team that I could get behind. With this news, it gives me tremendous cause for pause. I don't know, though. Remember, we've been talking about also, Kev, like these starting pitchers, will they go long in games, right? Will they go only five or six innings, you know? And we talked about that when we looked at that season special bet for the idea of um, who will lead the league in strikeouts, just what kind of total they will get to. There's another bet. In that market this year, the season specials over on FanDuel, will there be a no-hitter? Kev, I don't think any manager is going to have their pitchers out there for 120, 130 pitchers in this season. Yes, it's plus 185. I may lay the juice on no at minus 240. Dane, this is why we must read the fine print. Combined no-hitters do not count. And that right there is why you're making this point. Uh, and it is a very, very important one to make. Now, I kind of looked through, um, you know, I've looked through this. And by the way, I don't know if that if that fine print was recently added because I know for, like, I've heard Gabe and Cam talk about that. And they've said, oh, we could see a combined no-hitter happening and liking the prop. But that's why you've hmm. got to read the fine print when it comes to these bets, um, whether that's new or not. And I don't think it would be new, right, because then they'd have to refund a bunch of people. Yeah. That's very, very important information. The only thing I will say quickly, um, every single year since 2015, there has been a no-hitter in 60 games, though sometimes it has been combined, and of course in the condensed season, Dane, might not be possible. We'll talk about it more after we hear from Dan Stratford, who has our news update, then we keep on looking at how to make money on opening day in the Major League Baseball season. What do we got going on, Dan? SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It may not feel exactly the same, but Major League Baseball is back. Opening day 2020 has finally arrived The defending champion Washington Nationals are ready to play the New York Yankees, though Mother Nature may have something to say about that. An 80% chance of rain in D.C. along with thunderstorms may postpone opening day there. We're also set for opening night in Los Angeles. The Giants visiting the Dodgers with Johnny Cueto and Clinton Kershaw set to be on the mound. Currently, FanDuel Sportsbook has the Dodgers as a minus 310 money line favorite. According to multiple reports on Wednesday night, Major League Baseball and the MLB Players Association were having a 11th hour discussion about expanding the 2020 playoffs from 10 teams to 16. The Dodgers announced on Wednesday that they and Mookie Betts had agreed to a contract extension. Terms were not announced, according to Jeff Passan over at ESPN. It's a 12-year, $365 million extension that will keep the former American League MVP from reaching free agency this winter. Combined with the one-year, $27 million contract he's currently playing out, Betts' total comes to 13 years, $392 million. The deal tops the previous extension record of $360 million signed by Mike Trout and includes a record $65 million signing bonus. NBA exhibition games hit our live streams and televisions for the first time since the spring on Wednesday. and We saw a phenomenal output from rookie Bulbul of the Denver Nuggets in the exhibition game. He had 16 points, 10 boards, two three-pointers, one assist, and six blocks over 32 minutes. 
Pacers forward Demonis Sabonis said he hasn't touched a basketball in six days. He does not currently have a timetable for his return. He's dealing with plantar fasciitis. In the NHL, Seattle's NHL franchise should be releasing their team name at some point this morning. A teaser trailer released Wednesday night did prime hockey fans for a big announcement coming today. And in a not-so-surprising story out of the National Football League, or potentially someday again out of the National Football League, Antonio Brown indicated that he would like to play in the NFL again. This was two days ago that he announced his retirement for a third time over the past year. I'm Dan Straffer, and this has been your Sports Grid News Update. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks, Dan. We welcome back in our radio audience now across the country. And Kev, it is opening day, and there is no shortage of ways to make money off of it. Later on in the show, we will go into both of the games on the slate today. Talk about it. Give you our leans for that one. As long as some interesting bets you can make about today on opening day. But first, in the kind of big picture context of the season, we want to talk about some interesting bets you can make in the unique nature of this season. And then also, Kev, our predictions for what we'll see all the way at the end of October in the NLCS, the ALCS, and of course, in the World Series. But Kev, one of the things we have been talking about in this condensed season is that ratio stats may look crazy. We talked about the crazy outcome of a pitcher pitching to a sub-1 ERA, for example. But the thing that comes to mind for a lot of people is the idea of hitting 400. That is a storied mark in baseball. Obviously, we know Ted Williams going out there and hit 406. And, you know, we talk about over a stretch of 60 games, can someone be hot enough to do this? We have seen people get out of the gates quick, right? And then obviously fade with the grind of summer and the marathon that is 162 game season. That is not the case this year. So, Kev, what do you think? Will someone be able to hit that magic number of 400? The books right now don't necessarily think so. You can get six to one odds on no. I mean, uh, minus 600 for no five to one odds that, yes, someone will hit that magic number. This has moved, though, quite a bit, Dane. Uh, okay. If you take a look at this, it was plus 700 on the yes. More importantly, though, it was minus 1100 on the no. That's ah. the type of movement that if had you, you know, ah, that's not going to happen. I don't see it. Right. But I'm not going to lay 11 to 1. It now being cut in half is probably something that would make you might, you know, be willing to. Yeah, minus 600 is still quite a bit. Here's why I lean towards no. I understand it only needs to happen over a 60 game stretch. 2017, Jose Altuve batched 346. He didn't hit 400 for a single month. His, his, his high uh, over any of, uh, of those months. Um, was in like the 350s, really. So it's just a very, very difficult thing to do. Um, so I, I just, 400 is such a tough ask, but I can't lay minus 600. Can you? No, I can't lay minus 600 either because I do think in this condensed season, you know, it is more live, right? Someone can get very, very hot. You mentioned Altuve, and how we didn't do that in any specific month. That's just because, in my opinion, Altuve is just very consistent, right? There are other kinds sure. of guys that are more streaky, that have ups and downs. And if a streaky guy happens to be on and up of it all, I do think this is possible. But this technically is a pass bet for me. I will not be playing in these markets. I do, especially, Kev, 
with the news that these playoff fields may be expanded. The yes-no playoff bets are not there anymore, but the AL and NL pennant bets are still there. Dan, I want to mention one more from that season special, though. I just wanted to mention this to you because I think it's the type of thing that you will love. I was talking about uh, the saves prop last night with Cam. He said his favorite bet on the board is no uh, or under 16 and a half saves. Okay. Right? And it's plus 120 actually for the under. Surprisingly, no one's bet this. He's like, I just don't see anybody getting there. And the one thing that I said that kind of backed his point, we go over to most regular season saves, that leaderboard. Araldis mm-hmm. Chapman is the favorite at plus 650. Then Roberto Osuna at 7-1. to one. They're not even with their teams right now. Right. And this thing is plus money for under 16.5. I just thought that was fascinating. The only justification for the minus 150 number that we see there, Dane, then, is that you know people would think 7, 8, 10 guys are going to be getting 17 or more saves. That seems like a stretch. I thought that was fascinating that the under right now is sitting at plus 120. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. I am not going to touch that market uh, because for me, it's not the players. You mentioned Chapman, Ozuna, that sort of thing. For me, it's not a player. For me, it's about a team. Okay, and if you look at the high win totals of teams, right, they're up in the what? 35, 36, the Yankees and Dodgers are at 37, 38, right? That's the amount of wins your highest is going to be at. Call it 38, okay? Someone in Major League Baseball will get to 38 wins. Maybe two or three teams may get to that level, right? And then the way I look at it, Kevin, it's just a different way of slicing the, the, you know, trying to figure out the analysis. You know, it looks like Cam is looking at what player could do it. If I see a couple of teams at 38 wins, Half of that, Kev, is 19. And do I think that 50% of a team's wins could yield a save? Yes, I do. Um, And that's kind of what the ratio is normally. That's what the ratio is normally, Kev. There are people every year who get into the 40s in saves, okay? And when you get into the low to mid 40s in saves, that's like, Half of a team's wins in the 90s in wins. I think the ratio is there. I'm not looking at players. I'm looking at teams. And if there are teams that get to the high 30s or the number of 40 for their team wins, I do think it is viable for that many saves to happen. I'll show you the save leaders when we come back. But I did want to ask you, Kev, about this NL. Because now, Mm -hmm. in the NL, the Dodgers are a huge favorite. Okay? However, Kev, we just talked about maybe... Not the playoffs not being a five-team tournament in the National League, but being a six, seven, eight-team tournament in the National League. So tell me, are there any teams maybe you're trying to get ahead of that curve, right? And so what teams may be viable for you at value if you're trying to beat the Dodgers? The Dodgers are plus 160 favorites to win the National League. Atlanta 7-1, Washington, the Mets, who just had people go down. Your team's in the Central as well. The fact that this may be an expanded playoff field, does that help anybody's value for you? Absolutely. And I'm keeping it, though, in the NL West. I'm interested in the Arizona Diamondbacks at 18-1 to to win this pennant. The lineup adds Starling uh, Marte to go with Cattell Marte, and that's a lot to be excited about. It's the rotation, though. We've talked a lot about this. They bring in Madison Bumgarner. No pitcher in baseball is more feared when you get into the postseason. And they would have been in the postseason last year had this many teams been making it. And they've only improved 
which is going to give them a good shot to get into the postseason. And that's what you're going to need. That's what we saw with the Nationals last year, right? The Nationals got in. Scherzer, Strasburg, Corbin, enough bats getting the job done. Rendon, Soto. And all of a sudden, that team wins a World Series. More importantly for this bet, they upset the Dodgers. The Diamondbacks, not only though, will have Madison Bumgarner. It's a lot of people that like Robbie Ray for a bounce-back yep. type of season. And then I think there's a world where Zach Gallen, who is one of the guys that's getting a lot of buzz, um, could maybe be the best pitcher on this team by the time we get through 60 games. That's three studs. Usually, though, we don't have, you know, we're not able to go this far down the board at 18 to 1. I Diamondbacks team that I think, Dane, if we get yes, no playoff bets reposted, might be a pick 'em, uh, you know, even money on a yes. Yeah. If we get those reposted, I think right. the Diamondbacks at 18 to 1 are a nice value. Okay, that's interesting. You like Arizona at 18 to 1. You know, in that division, I'm all over San Diego as well. I think they got some young studs at the top of that rotation. I think they have an offense that is taking a step forward. Mackenzie Gore could be on the way for them as well. They are at 21 to 1. I mentioned the Padres as it related to that save conversation we just had. Also, just an interesting nugget for you, Kevin, that goes to my point. Kirby Yates last year led Major League Baseball in saves with 41 saves. Kev, he was on the San Diego Padres. The Padres won, as a grand total, 70 games. He Mm -hmm. saved 41 of their 70 wins. That is certainly more than 50%. That's why I believe if a team gets to those high 80s, their closers can save over 50% of a team's wins. That's why I'm a little bit more hesitant than Cam is on that market. And I, and I think it's a great point that you're making. I think the concern might be a little more closer by committee because of the rest, right? 60 games, 67 days. You're not going to be able to get all of the save opportunities. At least I, I don't think so. Maybe they are. And maybe Kurt, you know a guy like mm-hmm. Kirby Yates, Kenley Jansen, are going to be out there getting all the save opportunities. But I would, I would be hesitant uh, on that idea. All right, we will keep on monitoring that. A team I like in the NL. I mentioned it before, these Cincinnati Reds at 12-1, to 1, Kev, especially if there's an expanded playoff field. Remember, they are co-favorites with the Chicago Cubs right now to win the NL Central, and I just like what they can do if they get in, right? Mm-hmm. If they get in, and you can go Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, and, of course, Sonny Gray as well, I think that that will stack up even against the Mets three because they ain't going to have Thor or Stroman for a lot of the season, right? So I like that potential talk to me about the al real quick kevin you like anybody's odds in the al especially with a potentially expanded playoff field in the american league there's something about 18 to 1 dane that has my attention the la angels because here's the thing not only did we hear yesterday trout say look i'm going to play right so at least you know he's going to be there now i don't know if that means he's not going to leave and i wouldn't necessarily i don't know if that's what that means but at least i know he's going to play but now if i get an expanded field i can hopefully then whether him being absent, we get ourselves into the postseason. And I've got Mike Trout, I've got Anthony Rendon, and I've got yeah. you know Joe Madden looking to make it happen. And I've got it at eighteen to one. Yeah, I like what you're doing over there. Um, you know, Mike Trout did say he's playing. What he also did say, though, Kev, to close that story out, is he said 
he's going to miss some time for the birth of his son. He just doesn't know how much time it'll take. You know, becoming a father could change some things. But he did say he's playing Anthony Rendon. However, we don't know about, at least for the start of the Angels season. I'm on these Tampa Bay Rays, Kev. I think they're just too deep. Their pitching is really good. And again, I go to the top three. If they get in, Morton, Glasnow, and Snell, I think can stack up against anybody, including the Houston Astros, including the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees will kick off the season, weather permitting, tonight against the Washington Nationals. We talk about that, all the other action that will be happening in regular season Major League Baseball and ways to make money off of it when we come back right here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here on the early line. And, Kev, this is amazing. We are here on a, you know, Thursday morning, and we are about to preview a major regular season team sport here in America. Um, And we haven't done that with the exception of, say, UFC or MLS, you know, but baseball is a big boy. And I can tell you about a regular season game happening tonight. So Kev, it is the honor, a privilege, and it brings me joy to tell you that tonight with Garrett Cole facing Max Scherzer on the hill, the Yankees in Washington are minus 130 favorites on the money line. The Nationals, the defending World Series champion Nationals are plus 114 with their ace on the hill. And I get to tell you that the total for this game is seven and a half with even juice on both sides. It's amazing to even say that out loud to you, Kev. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is a beautiful thing. Credit to baseball um, for at least giving us a marquee matchup to get yeah. things underway. Right out of the gate, here's the question I have for you. Max Scherzer is at home at plus money. Both Yankee fans, we understand that, right? But yeah. Scherzer is at home at plus money. Does that mean, right, that this home field advantage is being taken out of the equation a little bit when it comes to these baseball lines? I don't think so. I saw whether the Yankees were home or away factor into their exhibition line against the Mets. I think that the home right. field matters. So are you comfortable going up against Max Scherzer in his own ballpark and he's plus money? No, uh, this is a pass for me. This game is a pass for me, to be quite honest. I don't know that I'm playing this one. There's so much that's still to be seen in this one, right? There's how does Garrett Cole look with his new team? That's like, what does it feel like in the building? There's what is the impact? for these nationals that don't have some of these guys like Zimmerman and others, right? I, it's still so new to me. And because you're right, either starting pitcher can shut this down. You know, um, I am a little bit hesitant to play this game. I may be playing more specifically in the night game. And I know you mentioned also the strikeout prop in this one. 
right? And I want to hear what the numbers are, but I'll tell you right now, it's also something I'm not playing unless I'm playing the under, Kev. And let me tell you why, okay? There's two main reasons. One, we know here that in these first starts for these pitchers, we don't know how many pitches they're going, how stretched out they're going to be. This is, you know, these numbers are on, you know, kind of looking at the back of the baseball card. It's going to be a lot different today. I don't think they're going to be stretched out today. And the other factor, Kev, and this may sound silly, is the weather. Um, If this game starts and there's any kind of delay in this game, guess what? Scherzer and Cole ain't going back out there if it resumes, you know. In this context, with the first start, they're not going to have someone sit for an hour and a half or 45 minutes in between and tell them to go back out there. The risk of the rain and the knowledge that these guys are not fully stretched out would give me cause for pause betting over on any strikeouts, even though we're talking about Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer. And the numbers are very interesting. So Garrett Cole's over-under is 7.5, minus 152 to the over, plus 120 to take under 7.5 strikeouts for Garrett Cole. Max Scherzer is plus 108 for his over of 8.5, minus 138, under 8.5 strikeouts for Max Scherzer. Yeah, that's I, I would I would lean on these unders. I just don't know how long either Cole or Scherzer will go, and the weather is only a complicating factor. That quite honestly, Kev, I think is in my favor. Right? If the if, if the rain happens, it only hurts their potential to strike out a lot of players, especially if you know there's a stop and start in this game. As it relates to Scherzer um, and Cole here in this one, what do you think about the impact of the Nationals? Uh, you know, Scherzer himself will not be hitting in this game. Cole will not be hitting in this game in the National League Park. There's still going to be the universal DH. Does that matter to you for things like strikeout props? It, yeah, I was just going to say, it matters for the strikeout prop, less that Scherzer won't be at bat for his rest, but more oh, so right, the fact right, right, that right. Scherzer won't get to strike out Cole and Cole won't get to strike out Scherzer. Those, right. for the way these two guys are, those are almost like guarantees, you would kind of think, built-in strikeout props. And the more interesting thing is, and I think what you've provided here with the weather angle is you cannot bet over realistically. You're just you're putting yourself at risk way too much. But the question is, how many innings do you feel like you would need from these two guys to feel comfortable? Six, six full innings, and you and you'd give yourself a shot. Uh, you know that's one of the more interesting things here. I yeah. think as well when you're looking at the fact that Scherzer is on eight and a half strikeouts. That's the one that intrigues me the most for the under, for all of the reasons that you've mentioned. Plus, look, it's exhibition baseball. I get it, right? But he went out there in that opening start, and Didi Gregorius took him deep, and the Yankees have come out, and they've jumped on people in uh, the first inning on two of those three games that they uh, played for exhibition games here. Like, I'm not sure... If Scherzer goes out there and mows through this Yankees team, the Yankees are favored for a reason, and it's not just Garrett Cole. That is a very dangerous offense that is going to step to the plate. If Scherzer gets banged up a little bit and only goes four innings, I mean, you know, that's only 12 outs. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a very, very tough ask all of a sudden then to find nine strikeouts out of a possible 12 outs the under eight and a half Scherzer strikeout prop that you've uh, 
kind of, you know, hit on there, Dane, I think is a really, really nice play. Yeah, I like that one, especially like as we said, the weather permitting, it's going to make it very tough. Out west we go for the nightcap today, Kevin. And I got to tell you something. One benefit of there being no fans in the stands means, well, hopefully there will not be crazy acts of violence in the parking lot when the Dodgers and the Giants get going. Unfortunately, that's something that has actually happened multiple times. But I look at the starters. Johnny Cueto gets the opening day start for the Giants against Clayton Kershaw, still at the top of that rotation, even though I believe their best pitcher is actually Walker Buehler. But I digress. The Dodgers are big-time favorites in this game, minus three bills. The Giants, plus 250. Talk to me. The over-under on this game is eight on the number. Talk to me about this, though, Kevin. Do you play the run lines uh, usually in baseball? Because, you know, minus 300 for the Dodgers, that may be too big of a pill to swallow. But minus one and a half and minus 150, is that more of a pond you're willing to fish in? Absolutely. I do. I, I was playing them all the time last year when the Yankees would play the Orioles. It's just, I don't want to lay 300. If I think the Yankees are going to beat the Orioles, or in this case here, the Dodgers are going to beat the Giants, right? But I only think it's going to be by one run. Ah, that's a little silly. Now, yes, it might only be by one run, and I would lose my bet. But I'd much rather sure. be able to risk 50% less, and all of a sudden now I just need the Dodgers. Because here's the thing, right? The Dodgers got out. They're up 12-1. Fantastic. Happy days. Again, yes, I've lost because of the run line. It's absolutely happened. You know, I've seen bottom of the ninth inning. Kenley Jansen comes in, scores 3-1. He gives up a solo shot. And now you're sitting there rooting for extra innings, right? Yes, I've seen that happen plenty of times. But I feel like over the long haul, I'd rather go that way because I'm only risking minus 150, Dane, versus minus 300. Yeah, I'm with you. I would lay the run line on this one. Uh, This Dodgers offense is absolutely ridiculous, especially with the addition of Mookie Betts. And remember, in San Francisco, I like that they got a female coaching first base. I like that they're kneeling for the national anthem, but even without Buster Posey, right, this offense in San Francisco, they were one of the lowest scoring teams in Major League Baseball last year. Kershaw on the hill, that Dodgers offense, I think the breathing room of a run and a half is okay. I'm with you. I would lay it and go with the Los Angeles Dodgers here, minus one and a half. One thing that's interesting to me, though, Kev, you know, it's opening day, and so our friends at FanDuel have opening day specials. As well. And one that I think is very intriguing, Kev, is who will hit the first home run of the season of 2020. And I got an angle for you, Kev. Okay. Obviously, all of the favorites here are in that Yankees Nationals game, right? Aaron Judge is the favorite, a co favorite with Stanton, Juan Soto, Gleyber Torres, Gary Sanchez, Trey Turner, other members of the Nationals, Howie Kendricks, Adam Eaton, and on and on and on. What we've mentioned, though, already that I'm using today is the weather. Mm. If this game gets rained out, then the first game of the Major League Baseball season is not the game that has all these favorites, but the game that has guys at like 30 and 40 and 50 to 1. It's the nightcap out west. What about that? What about just stacking up on Dodgers in this game, thinking that maybe there's weather in play on the East Coast or... That game goes without any home runs. I mean, Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer are on the mound. What about looking at some of the Dodgers on this bet? I mean, Muncie at 50-1, to Mookie Betts, 
50 to 1. You know, Jock Peterson, 70 to 1. Even Cody Bellinger, 42 to 1. What about stacking up some Dodgers and thinking that either the weather or no home runs because of the studs on the mound in the opener out east? Yeah, I think what. Now, I think the weather is the way it would go. If there's no home runs in this first game, that would floor me. Sure, that like, can dominate. They can dominate and, st- and still give up a home run. The bullpen guys okay. can come in and still give up a home run, right? Yeah. The weather angle, though, was very much so in play. And again, the way 2020 is gone, this game getting delayed, like minus, I don't know, $5 billion? Like That's just the way 2020 right. is gone. So I, you could see a world where that happens. I think it's a great angle. If we were going to take that out of it, though, and we were going to look to this market that the Yankees and the, and the Nats are going to be a full go. There are two names that jump out to me. The first is Juan Soto at plus 650, simply because he did homer off bo- in both games he went against Garrett Cole in the World Series. Right, and that's relevant. Right. When a guy has somebody's number like that, it's hard to ignore. The other guy that I would bring up to you is DJ LeMahieu at 13-1. to And the reason why is DJ LeMahieu goes first. Nobody will get their first attempt before DJ LeMahieu. Nobody will get their right. second attempt before DJ LeMahieu, and it's at 13-1. to 1. So I just think if you were going to go for the value, I think the rain delay angle is fantastic. I think LeMahieu getting first licks is an interesting way to play it. I think Soto's reputation against Cole is fascinating. But if I'm being honest here, the favorite of Aaron Judge at plus 550, who is tied with Stanton, like I kind of think it might just be Aaron Judge, and I will. But I will tell you this though: he's plus five fifty to first to hit the first home run of the MLB season. He's plus three hundred to be the first Yankee to hit a home run. So the opportunity to take the rain delay out of it, to take the Nationals out of it, might be a safer way to play that market. Yeah, interesting. They're hanging a lot of fun odds for you over at our partners and friends on FanDuel. There's the first. Home run of the season, the first Yankee home run. I think they're hanging it for the Mets and the Phillies as kind of hometown teams here in the metropolitan area as well. Kev, we got a poll question up, though, okay, about the games tonight and who is the best bet. Uh, right now, the Yankees at minus 130 are the winners at about 38, 39% of the bet. People are going to lay the juice with the Dodgers, 30%, take the Dodgers at minus 310. You and I like the run line. I will ask you this, though. One comment says the best bet, really, is that the Major League Baseball season does not conclude when you have too many players get the virus or quit because they see other players getting it. Kev, yes or no? One word. Does Major League Baseball finish their season? Yes. All right. We here, and we will be looking at that, Kev, right? Because we're confident about no tests happening. The bubble seems to be sealed in Orlando for MLS for the NBA, this is a different construct with travel. I'm with you. I hope so. We will see. And the action starts tonight. We come on back to finish up another edition of the Early Line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome. 
Welcome back in, everybody, to the early line right here on Sports Grid. I am excited. It is opening day. Break out the Cracker Jacks. Break out the big American flags. Break out, unfortunately, maybe the umbrellas. And we will bring in our guy right now, Jared Smith. You know, the morning after is up next. And, Jared, I want to find out from you. Listen, it's opening day. I'm excited. It's less than 12 hours. But how ridiculous is it, Jared, that with less than 12 hours before the first pitch of the baseball season, we, A, don't know where the Blue Jays are playing their home games, and B, don't know how many teams will make the playoffs. There's some interesting <laughs> markets that still be had, right? Like these NAL and NL pennant markets that are still up. They took down the yes-no. Our friends John Sheeran took that down. But there's some interesting ways to play some of these little fringe contender teams if you want to anticipate the news that the playoffs may expand hours before first pitch. Um, I'd bet a Phillies uh, prop uh, to make the playoffs at, I think it was plus 320 they were giving us, FanDuel is giving us this odds boost. I'm assuming we'll get, it'll be a no action bet if they expand the playoffs 16 teams, because that would just be an absurd number uh, for a 16 team field. You almost can advance the entire Eastern division right now to the playoffs. If, uh, if they do get uh, that many teams, I think the Buffalo thing, the Pittsburgh thing, Baltimore, wherever Toronto is going to play, obviously that's concerning. I do give credit to major league baseball. I do believe that they built this into the schedule in terms of not giving them a home game until very late. I would be willing to bet that they're one of the last teams to have a home game. And I think they did it for this exact reason Obviously, we need to find them a home. I do think Baltimore is emerging as a candidate, uh, and that could make sense considering they'll be facing a lot of the same teams. You might see some doubleheaders split, you know, split day-night doubleheaders uh, with teams coming into the eastern uh, time zone there uh, in Baltimore to play the uh, Orioles and the Blue Jays. We'll see. It needs to be resolved, though, very quickly. The playoffs thing, a little stranger, guys. I, I, I don't know. I, I've never heard anything like this this late in the campaign. I think it's a money. Yeah, thing. it's going to be very crazy. Yeah, it's to get some revenue. That's the only yeah. answer. And I'm sure you'll be talking about it when the morning after comes up next. Have a good day, everyone. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.